Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. With me today is my co-host, Bethany DeBrew-Adams. Hi, Heather. Happy World Heart Day. Yes, we're going to be talking about World Heart Day. So this year it's on September 29th. World Heart Day is a global campaign during which individuals, families, communities, and governments around the world participate in activities to take charge of their heart health and that of others. It is organized by the World Heart Foundation and was started in 1999 as a way to inform people around the globe that heart disease and stroke are the world's leading cause of death Mm -hmm. and to promote preventative measures to reduce the risk of cardiovascular diseases. That's a mouthful. (laughs) Yes. So since their message dovetails so nicely with that of the Karen Yance Cardiac Awareness Center. Yeah, that it is nice. Yes, we decided to celebrate. Any any reason to celebrate, right? So, well, this year's World Heart Day theme is use heart to beat heart disease. Okay. Actually, it was like use emoji heart to beat. So I just assumed it was use heart to beat heart disease. That's how I read it too. (laughs) Basically, this year's theme is kind of focusing on, you know, we don't know what the course of the pandemic is going to be, you know, throughout the remainder of 2020 and into 2021. But we do know that taking care of our hearts right now is more important than ever. Yeah, So yeah, cardiovascular disease, obviously, we hammer this home a lot, is the number one cause of death on the planet. I mean, Mm. on the planet. Yeah, not just the United States. Not just here. (laughs) It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it has so many causes. And in the time of COVID-19, people who already have cardiovascular disease are faced with a bit of a double-edged sword, you know? Yeah. Because number one, they're more at risk for severe forms of COVID, unfortunately. Yeah. And they may also be afraid to seek care that they already need for their heart disease or their various heart issues. Right. So, you know, it's like you don't want to catch it, but you're also afraid that if you do anything to take care of your heart, you might catch it. Yeah. So, you know, and that's adding to stress, which is another problem when it comes to all of this. Yeah. So let's talk about that theme, use heart, and how we can do that. And there are three main ways to do that. Do you want to talk about the first one, Bethany? Well, I would love to. All right. (laughs) So the first way to use heart is to use your head. And basically, that means to understand what it takes to live a heart-healthy life and to act on that knowledge, changing your behavior for a better quality of life now and in the future. And I look at it as how do I treat myself and treat my body to a heart-healthy lifestyle? You know, Obviously, it's the same kind of general knowledge for everybody. All right, we want you to eat healthy. We want you to exercise. We want you to manage mm-hmm. your stress. But then again, for me, like we've talked about previously, I have high cholesterol. So keeping myself heart healthy also involves regular blood tests to mm-hmm. get my lipid panels done. And it also means taking a statin. Yeah. You know, for somebody who's diabetic, it might, you know, mean monitoring <laughs> blood sugar and taking medication that way you know so it's everything plus whatever is needed for yourself as a you know individual yes now the second way to use heart is to use your influence everyone has influence with people in their lives and this one to me it makes me think of like having
having a ripple effect. So yes, like a pebble in a pond. Or that way, yeah, if you'd like to think of it that <laughs> Very way. Very zen. So there's four different ways to use your influence. So we can use our influence as an individual. So setting an example for your loved ones. So I, I think of this as like being a role model, right? So mm-hmm. if I do really healthy things, other people around me might start to do those things as well. Yeah. Right? Whether that's a loved one, a coworker, even a neighbor, who knows? For right? sure. Yep. We can also use our influence as a healthcare professional. So ah. like Bethany and I and Kirsten in the Karen Yon Center, and she's a nurse, you know, we would all use this to help our patients to make positive changes for their heart health. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we try to do in the Karen Yon Center all the time. Definitely. Right? Definitely. Yep. You're trying to help people with the healthy eating aspect. And yeah. So if, if your doctor doesn't have time to go through all that with you, yeah. or you're just told, well, just follow a heart healthy diet, but you're not sure exactly <laughs> what that all entails. It might be different. Or for... you just want more support. I mean, that's where kind of places like the Karen Yacht Center come in. Definitely. Where, where we can use our influence in that way, in a good way, a very yes. positive way. We can also use our influence as an employer, and that means investing in the heart health of employees. Yeah. And I and I think, you know, we tend to think of that obviously on a big level, like our corporation, for example, has the healthy living incentives. So it, yeah. you know, you're do the or live bio, well incentives. Yeah, you yeah. do the biometric screenings and that helps offset some of your health insurance. But, you know, even on a small business level, mm. there's little things that employers can do. Like I remember when I was a tutor, I worked for a small, you know, tutoring company. Company. And of course, it was a part-time job. It wasn't, they weren't giving me health insurance or anything yeah. like that. But they had a break room for the teachers to go in in between students. And they had, you know, heart-healthy snacks, which okay. was really nice. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice to find a bottle of water and some fruit when you're hungry. Okay. Yeah, that's really nice. All right, the last way we can use our influence is as a government, and that involves in implementing policies and initiatives that will lead to better societal heart health. This could include things like sugar taxes, smoking bans, and reducing air pollution. Yeah, and I think that actually leads into the next way, which okay. is use your compassion, because mm-hmm. this focuses on looking beyond yourself and acting in ways that support the most vulnerable in society, those with under underlying heart-related conditions that may put them at greater risk, Mm -hmm. especially during COVID-19. Yeah. So everything that we're doing right now, things like the mask mandate, hand washing, social distancing, these are all as a way not just to keep yourself and your family and your friends safe, but it's to help the people out there who don't have the option a lot of times. Right. You know, I I look at it kind of as the folks who are out there who are the essential workers mm-hmm. who might have underlying health conditions, but they have to be at work because they're essential or they can't afford to not be at yeah. work. I wear my mask so that if I'm asymptomatic and I'm walking around with COVID, I'm not going to pass that on to them for them to take home right and deal with you know it's just a matter of kind of thinking beyond yourself and just looking towards other people and being a little empathetic right yes so these are all great options but let's talk about where to start with that right and the 
first place that the World Heart Federation suggests is to use heart to make better choices. So obviously, there's risk factors for heart disease that we're born with and can't change. So, you know, if you have a family history of it, if you, you know, your race, your sex, you can't really do much about that. Mm -hmm. But we've said it before, and we'll say it again, your heart health is in your hands because 80% of heart disease (laughs) is preventable. Wait, say that again. How much? For the people in the back. (laughs) 80% of heart disease is preventable. So there are choices that you make today and every day from here on out that will set you on a heart healthier path and set an example for, you know, those of you who have kids, Mm -hmm. those of you who have parents who don't want to eat, you know, live a heart healthy life. There's lots of people you're setting an example for. Right. So Heather. Yes. Can you start with your favorite one? Well, of course. (laughs) Since I'm a dietitian, I like to talk about eating healthy. So, you know, following a heart healthy eating plan. So a lot of things here. And certainly if you want more in-depth information on that, please visit the other podcast episodes we've done on this because I have very specific ones. But a few things that jump to mind to really keep your heart healthy, getting in more fiber each day. So eating more vegetables and a few pieces of fruit each day. Choosing whole grains. We just did a whole podcast on that. Part one, and then we'll have a part two in a couple weeks. (laughs) You know, making sure you're including some legumes in there, choosing lean proteins, healthy fats, things to steer clear of would be stuff like added sugars, right? Right. Limiting those. There's a whole podcast on that one. I think that was my first one that I did, Taming the Sweet Tooth. Way back in the day. Yeah, and then definitely limiting processed convenience type foods is a really huge area as well, right? To really keep sodium levels down and make sure you're eating foods that are of high quality. Right, definitely. And if people want even more like personalized ways of eating, they if they live in the Milwaukee area, if they can get to the Milwaukee area, of course, they can call you and make an appointment. Give us a call in the Karen Yon Center. Definitely. You can find 414-649-5767. All right. The second thing is to say no to smoking and vaping. The important Mm -hmm. thing here is if you don't smoke, awesome. Keep doing that. Right. Don't start smoking for any reason whatsoever. And then if you do smoke, try to quit because that is the best thing you can do for yourself. And I'm sure the majority of smokers out there know that already. Smoking is the single largest preventable cause of heart disease in the U.S., And it's important to note, tobacco smoke contains high levels of carbon monoxide, which affects the heart by lowering the amount of oxygen the blood is able to carry. And Mm. chemicals in tobacco smoke can also damage the function of your heart and the structure and function of your blood cells. Yeah, and that increases your risk for atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis. Yeah, Yeah, it is is not good. So if you need help, that's Mm -hmm. another area where the Karen Yacht Center can steer you in the right direction if you need help. Help with quitting smoking. And as for vaping, mm. you know, vaping is one of those things where initially it kind of came about as an alternative to smoking. Right. Yeah. A healthier way of smoking. Unfortunately, the longer it's around, more studies are being done on its effects, and more and more of them are showing adverse effects on heart health, including similar measures of arterial stiffness to Ooh. those of tobacco smokers. Really? Yeah. Oh. And also high blood pressure, problems with high blood pressure. And the other thing to keep in mind, so 
what vaping did was they took out the tobacco. They left mm-hmm. in the nicotine. So in effect, you could taper off. But then there's all these other chemicals that they put in yeah. there, you know, and there's not a lot of long-term data because yeah. it hasn't been around for a while. Well, and I would think because of the nicotine, that's addictive. Yep. So oh, yeah. I mean, I've read lots of stories on teenagers that are just completely addicted to the stuff, right? Exactly. Like they're vaping nonstop. Yeah, vaping, juuling, mm-hmm. whatever the heck you want to call it. Right. Yeah, right. it's designed, I mean, it is designed for the same reason cigarette smoking was designed with the nicotine to get you addicted and keep you addicted and keep you yeah. paying for all of that right. stuff. Right. So if you smoke, quit. If you don't smoke, don't start. And don't start vaping either, <laughs> is what we're saying. All right. So third way to use heart to make better choices, sticking to safe alcohol guidelines. Mm-hmm. While moderate alcohol use is safe for most people, drinking too much can increase triglyceride levels and can contribute to weight gain. Now, we did a whole podcast on that. Cheers to your heart. Yes, right? we, we did. We did that around the 4th of July. Yes. So, you know, alcohol is not evil. Right. Obviously, if you're prone to addiction, you might want to stay away from that. But for most adults, moderate alcohol is maybe even a little bit good for your heart. Right. Right. But although if you don't drink now at all, don't start drinking. Yeah. But if you drink, <laughs> drink in moderation. Yeah. Don't. It's not necessary to be drinking to be heart healthy. Yes. But just so people know, can you say again what moderate actually means? Sure. Because there's not wiggle room on moderate <laughs> here. Folks. There isn't, Sam. So moderation is one drink per day for women, two for men. Okay. And the drink size is defined. So you yes. can't get out, you know, the biggest glass, das boot, <laughs> right. shine, and, you know, call that your drink. So here's how it breaks down. So one drink is 12 ounces of beer. Okay. For wine, it's five ounces, people. That's a lot less five. than probably most people are drinking oh, in a yeah. And the glasses are bigger than five ounces. Oh, so it's easy yeah. to pour more than that in there. Yes. And so for our listeners in France, yes, <laughs> we love red wine. Not going to tell you to stop drinking it. Just right. watch the amount you're drinking there. And then for hard liquor or spirits, it's an ounce and a half or a shot's worth. So that can add up quickly too. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can. And a little more positive note too. <laughs> Get plenty of exercise. Yes. So we always say strive for 30 minutes of moderate exercise five days a week. Moderate exercise usually falls under the category of it raises your heart rate enough that you're breathing a little heavy, but you can actually hold a conversation yeah. comfortably. Right. You just don't necessarily want to. You're, yeah. you're working out enough that you don't want to be chit-chatting the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So talk a little bit more about like the specific things that like exercise heart health benefits does. for yeah. exercise. Yeah. So it strengthens your heart muscle. Obviously. So that's a good thing. It also can help in lowering blood pressure, right? Because your blood vessels are dilating, sure. opening up. So that's good. And it improves all the different lipids. So it size lowers total cholesterol and LDL, lousy bad cholesterol. And Yay. it raises HDL. It does. It raises the healthy good <laughs> cholesterol. And then it also lowers triglycerides, another mm-hmm. fat found in your blood. And then exercise is also really Really helpful in blood sugar control. Okay. Okay. So it can help keep that in a nice healthy range. I think a lot of people know exercise can help in managing stress. Yes. 
Um, and then the last thing to mention is that it can also help with weight loss. Sure. And then in keeping the weight off. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. So another suggestion that World Heart Foundation is making is to use heart to listen to your heart. What was happening at the beginning of COVID was doctors were noticing that there were fewer patients presenting with heart attack and stroke in hospitals at the beginning of COVID. Actually, calls to 911 for heart attack and stroke dropped by 25 to 35%. Now, this wasn't because, you know, these weren't happening, fewer ones were happening. It was because people were scared and they didn't want to call because they didn't want to risk actually contracting COVID if they went into the hospital. There was also a story that I know we posted on our Facebook that was about a woman who was afraid of taking away resources. She lived in New York. She didn't want the resources to be put toward her if it wasn't a heart attack. It actually was a heart attack. She's okay. But I mean, you know, people have their reasons for not wanting to go in. That being said, don't let COVID stop you from yeah. attending regular checkups yeah. or from calling 911 in an emergency, okay? And this right. especially applies to people who have conditions like already diagnosed heart disease, mm-hmm. heart failure, diabetes, high blood pressure, or people dealing with obesity. Right. All of these factors make it more likely that should you contract COVID, it's going to be a more serious case. So you're going to want to make sure that all of your regular appointments, all of your regular medications, what you normally do with your doctor, those are all okay to keep doing. Your doctors are making sure that you are safe when you come in to see them. Oh yeah, hospitals are set up, it's triaged, meaning they'll separate you. So if you're coming in with COVID, they're going to send you to a different area than other patients are going. And nobody can just be walking around the hospital with COVID. Exactly. You have to get checked in, you get your temperature taken they ask you questions exactly i mean they're being super super careful with that so again if you are having symptoms of heart attack or a stroke call 911 or if you have an appointment coming up don't be scared to come in i mean every you have to wear a mask when you're in the hospital yeah i'm telling you they're doing it is rigorous it is yeah very much so yeah they want to make sure that everybody is safe and everybody is healthy yes And one of the last ways to use heart to make better choices, use heart for society, your loved ones, and you. So this is about making better choices at every level, from the personal and our day-to-day choices to the world's government and population-wide policy changes. So do your best to educate yourself on policies affecting your heart health and those of the people important to you and in your community. Be a passionate, educated, empowered voter on all levels, local, state, and federal. Yeah, I think that's something that we don't necessarily equate voting with heart health. Yeah, <laughs> you know, agree. Aside from politics, usually raises people's blood pressure when they talk <laughs> about it. But I think this is really important from a standpoint of, you know, how many times have you found yourself voting in an election and there will be something on the ballot, some sort of um, new policy or some sort of referendum, yeah. and you're kind of like, like what is this and it's usually phrased really weird and you have to read it like 10 times yeah and you're never exactly sure what you're voting for or against right you know so i think right now 
learning what's going to be on your ballot, learning what it means, you know, Mm -hmm. not just researching candidates and their positions on things, but also researching like, do we have a referendum? What is this referendum for? How is this going to affect my health? How is it going to affect the health of the people around me? You know, those are all really important things. And the great thing is, if you're voting, you know, at home or absentee, which a lot of people are going to be doing for this election, Mm -hmm. you can be sitting there with your your phone and looking it up yeah that's on true. your phone like there right now there's no reason not to research yeah. it look it up definitely absolutely well 2020 has been a crazy year Bethany. to say the least yeah and, <laughs> and it's it, not even done yet yeah <laughs> and if there's anything we can learn from it it's that we have the power to stay healthy mm-hmm. in the same way that we've learned how best to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe during COVID-19 we have the power to keep our hearts healthy as best we can yeah we know what we need to do now let's make sure we're getting it done get her done right (laughs) (laughs) all apologies to uh larry the cable guy for that it's a good phrase though yeah all right so thank you so much for listening today everyone and as we always say be the ruler of your own heart goodbye bye-bye happy world heart day thank you for joining us on the queen of hearts podcast Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyancecenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.